What's going on, everybody? I'm Brandon Perino. Joined by me is Dion from Iron Gang Podcast. How are we doing today, Dion? Great, great. How you doing, sir? Good, good, good. And we also got Christian back. What's going on, Christian? There we go. I think I get. Yeah, we All right, what's going on, guys? Good, good win. Good win. I mean, I know it's the Bears, but at least we're out of this losing streak. I mean, it's a win, but I wouldn't call it a good win. <laughs> Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shit. Hey, man, we on the same page, baby. Dude, I think I think me and you think very much alike, and that's probably why you're smart and stay out of the chat, because I get, <laughs> I get shit on for my shit, and you're probably feeling it the same way. You just stay quiet. I, I usually do, bro. Yeah, man. I was just telling him before, but. We, mm-hmm. we we good, man. Hey, look, you guys, you know, B-dubs, kick it off the way you want to, baby. We'll get into yeah. it. Yeah, we'll get into it. Um, let's go ahead and start it off. I mean, the first half looked like how any of the other games look like. They look like shit to start it off. Let's just be honest here. Um, especially going down the field and not getting any points, <laughs> especially just even a field goal on top of that, right? Um, and then after that, our defense didn't look too good, um, against Justin Fields. Uh, they're running all over us. They had what over a hundred yards with both Justin Fields and, uh, Herbert, Herbert. Right. And just everything looked like it was just going to go downhill from there. I feel like, uh, and I'm like, okay, we're probably losing this game too. Right. But then they came out second half especially after that deep ball from Jimmy Garoppolo to Debo, which for the first time ever, I do have to say, it was a perfect throw to him, right? For once, right? And uh, to go into half, what, 6 six to 13? Or 9 to 13, I mean? And then come out stronger in the second half. Well, what do you guys think changed from the first half to the second half? Uh, think- do you want to go first? Are you on Christian? Go I mean, first. Christian, go ahead. I mean, my only <laughs> thought is thing, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle poked his head out of his ass for a little bit. Maybe that's that's what I got from, and he decided that the, the play calling looked a little bit better and a little bit like he was actually scheming a little bit. Like, you know, we were executing, but I mean, the play calling looked better. It didn't look like we were coaching a high school game like the first half did. So, yeah. Um, that's that's all I can say. I mean, I think the play calling looked better. Um, and I think that was kind of the difference because I think as much as Jimmy's been inaccurate and stuff and we, you know, get on him, Kyle's, especially his third down play calling has been terrible. And it did, it would look, mm-hmm. it, the play calling in general looked a lot better in the second half. Yeah. Uh, Dion? While you're eating that candy? <laughs> hey, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> My niece had her quinceanera last night. There oh, nice. Of, there was plenty of tamarindo left over. Man, look. That's the bomb, candy. dude. This is bomb. So, so good. <laughs> what I will say is, I did state that as long as Jimmy Garoppolo is our starting QB, I am no longer watching 49er games. So I didn't watch the game. I kept up with it on my phone through ESPN. Um, here's the thing. And I'll say this, and I'll say it as polite as I can. I know everybody's going to look at me and be like, don't be a sourpuss. It's a win. 
but everyone calmed down. It was the Bears. Mm-hmm. It was. I mean, come on now. Did we really expect to lose against the Bears? I bet against us purposely because every time I pick us to win, we seem to lose. So it seemed yep. to work. So next week against the Cardinals, guess what? We're going to lose. And I'm going <laughs> to hope that we win because I just said we was going to lose. That's what I want. Yeah. At the end of the day, this is my thing, and this is where I want the reality to settle in. I don't want to take away from the win. I really don't. But – the 49ers have beaten three teams with a combined record of 6-18. and 18. <laughs> The Lions, the Eagles, and the Bears. 6-18, and 18, people. That's who we done whooped on. We have lost four games. Two teams with a combined record of 19-12. and 12. And the Seattle Seahawks and the Indianapolis Colts suck. The two teams we played that we really would have needed to beat would have been the Packers and the Cardinals. Yeah. And we lost both those games by seven points, by two and seven points, respectively. We can take this as a W for the locker room. Those guys in there needed this win to have the confidence to go into next week, being at home, knowing they haven't won a game at home in over a year. And they know that we're pissed off and we're tired of I mean, you got to think about it. If you're a season ticket holder, you know how frustrating that is to go to a game with with the mindset of, damn, we just, I'm just here so we can lose again. <laughs> I don't ever want to go to a game and watch us lose. I paid money and went to watch the Cardinals beat us. I was happy that it was Trey Lance starting, but I was yeah. sad that we lost. So how do these home these these season ticket holders feel going eight games out of the year, sat in that torrential downpour to get nothing out of it? So yep. great for the locker room, great for morale, great for the team. For me as a fan, mediocre. Yeah, I mean, I agree, totally agree. Um where it, I mean, yeah, wins the win, but I feel like where it counts for us to start having wins that mean something is the good teams, right? Like Arizona, like you said, Green Bay, the Rams. Like we need a win against Arizona and the Rams to even try to stay in this playoff contention that we keep talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like uh, if they could just literally play like how they played that second half – for the next couple games, or even just the rest of the season, I think we shouldn't be too worried. Um, and if Jimmy could be accurate on his throws, like he was a good couple of times today, um, and have Elijah Mitchell keep running the damn ball, we'll be all right. I think we'll be all right. I think uh, what we need to worry about, especially after seeing uh, today's game, our defense needs to step up a little bit. Uh, especially against the run. Um, I think we're struggling right now with that. And we're not seeing like what we saw last year, even with injuries and the 2019 season with our defense. You You know, the crazy thing about the run is it's frustrating because you don't like moves that are made and you have Mm -hmm. to deal with them. Mm -hmm. We traded DeForest Buckner. 
He was yeah. more of a passing down type of defensive lineman. He wasn't bad against the run. He wasn't like the greatest person, but he wasn't bad. And we had pers- we had per- uh, proper substitutes to bring in when there was running plays. But we traded DeForest Buckner, mm-hmm. and we drafted a replacement in Javon Kinlaw, who's had knee problems and who's given us much of nothing. You know, old Moog Dog, as he calls himself uh, on, on Instagram, you know, has basically said that he's, you know, taking names on whoever counts him out. That's fine. Put my name down there. And please, by all means, prove me wrong. I would love that. See, when people get wrong about me, it's a common misconception. I just don't like I don't like it when you're injured. No, I don't. Because you can't produce for the team. You're not helping, sitting on the sidelines consistently, not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So, no, I don't like that. And if I'm wrong for that, good. I don't want to be right. I mean, but I just, Javon Kinlaw ain't been able to get on the field. He was our nope. run stuffer. He was the big hog in the middle. It's supposed to be him and DJ Jones in that middle so they don't try to go up the middle, that they try to go out to the outsides. And when they do that, we can have either our edge rushers take care of them or we can have our linebackers cut that off. But that was the that was the spot. And Javon Kinlaw can't even get on the field to give us nothing. And then when he was on the field, that didn't turn into pressure. Yeah. He was when he was on the field. He was good against the run, which is what he's good at. But the only two guys we have that are decent against the run are both hurt. No DJ Jones and no Kinlaw. And the the problem is with the defense is, you know, we have some good players on the defense, but when the only person that can muster any freaking pass rush is is Bosa, well, how's the defense going to play play well? The only we only have one guy who can get any pressure on the quarterback. And consistently, mm-hmm. nobody else shows up to put consistent pressure. You know, we paid Eric all Armstead all this uh, money because he got all he got nothing but pressure in 2019. Well, you know why he got nothing but pressure? It's because, because he's sur- it, no, it's because he's surrounded by greatness. By good players, there has to be multiple yeah. good players. There can't just be Bosa and him. He yeah. can't do it. He needs Bosa. He needs you know he needs somebody else. And you know, he a good needs D four. D four. He needs he needs somebody he's- that can constantly. Take, you know, the he needs uh, every time to st- step up too. He he needs somebody to take so. away. They, they're not looking at him, so he's getting pressure up the middle. But mm-hmm. if you don't have guys that are taking, you know, double teams, where when Buckner and Bosa in 2019 were taking double teams, and it just left Armstead to freaking run yeah. rampant up the middle and get sacks. If he doesn't, if he's not surrounded by other good players, multiple good players, he's 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 useless. Yeah. Totally agree. But um, that's, that's what we get. We, for some reason, this this uh, front office thinks drafting just all Pac-12 players is a great idea, and it, and hasn't really paid off. Mm-mm. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I was talking with my dad earlier too, and he thinks uh, Ken Law is a total bust for us. I don't think he's a bust. I think we have to wait and see um, the knee injury um, and having well, the surgery that comes back because. He he he! I don't think the knee injury ever fully healed when we drafted him, and he was playing on it the whole time, even when he was playing. I think we have to at least give him the chance to see if this surgery fixes it, because they think they found the problem and it, it should be better now. So we have to give him the chance to come back from injury and see. And if he comes back from injury and it's the same stuff, then yeah, he's a bust. But 
I'd have to give him at least to see with him possibly actually fixing the knee problem to see if, if it'll be better next year. And if it's not, then I would call him a bust. But I'm not ready to go there yet just because they finally figured out the, how to fix his knee. Yeah. Well, the thing, he got surgery on it earlier this year. He had actual surgery. Then he had a cleanup. So if you know that there are certain things wrong with your knee, just go to Mr. Fix-It. Go to James Andrews. Get your knee fixed and get back on the mm-hmm. field. Don't go out you know, there to other guys. What's happening, Hunk Fat? Um, don't go out there to other guys and do all that. Just do what you need to do. Go to the right people and get it done. Sometimes it's, it's frustrating, but that's what you got to do. You, you just got to you gotta do the right. It's just like, you know, with, with Mostert, tried to do the easy stuff with his knee at first so he could play this year. And then he re-injured it, and he said, "You know what? Screw it. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna forego the season and get the the correct surgery, so I can come back 100." percent He he made the right decision, but if you know, why not make that right decision from the get-go instead of making us, you know, sit through like, oh, there's a chance, and then I, I I'm okay with the decision he made. I just mean like, you know, make it sooner. I mean, that's kind of play with a semi-injured. Kinlaw should have made that same decision a year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. Cause- because uh, Moser's played this now for us. He, I, 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 I hope I, not. I don't – I like Moster, but I will say this. I don't see them bringing him back. You know, it's just hard. Yeah. Niner Sickness, yeah, I, I already know. And I know Thank who you are, that. brother. Yeah, no, Niner <laughs> Sickness, man. He, yeah, man, we got to get up get up on dude. He, he, he's, he's a great dude, man. He's really cool. Very, 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 very good dude, man. I watch his videos. He's got his own channel as well. Um, Make sure to do the so, favorite back on your sickness. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying with Ken Law. I do. Um, I just – it worries me with our front office that they consistently do that as far as we wind up kind of getting screwed with these Thanks, over – yeah, appreciate you, Hunt Fat. We get, we get these, you know, continual situations where we're back in the same spot, square one, because we keep drafting – Injured. And you can't do that. Honestly, yeah. like, in my opinion, besides Bosa, because he's, you know, it was an automatic, you know, you take him, he's that good. We've been terrible in drafting. I mean, all the, like, the high draft picks we've had, we've, how many have we actually hit on? Bosa. That's it. Yeah, Ruben yeah. Foster. He was bad. He was um, I mean, to be to be fair, I mean, they, it's another one we took a chance on, but we took a chance on that we could control his off the field issues. Um, I mean, he yeah. was a he was a top ten uh, talent coming out of out of Alabama easily, but he dropped off so far because of his, you know, off the field issues. So that one was a fifty fifty, but you know, to get a top ten talent at the end of the first round was, I can I can understand that, and I don't have a problem with that. It just sucks that we couldn't. Um, help him with his off the field issues. Yeah. Now, yeah. With the, look, with, with Ruben Foster, there was no helping that young man with his off the field nope. issues. And you know, the nope. sad part is when they said off the field issues, I thought he was like one of those dudes where he gets into trouble. No, man, this this was a female. And let me tell you something, man, as, as, as human beings, a significant other can can hurt or help when it comes to different situations, man. Mm-hmm. And that young lady wound up hurting. 
And I ain't going to say he did things that, you know, he didn't do anything. I don't know the full details. I wasn't there when they was having their issues and their problems. But from what yeah. it looks like, it was simply a toxic relationship. Neither one of them needed to be in. And they just couldn't stay away from each other. In the moment, that deterred that man from having a football career. And look at him now. He's washed out the league, if I'm not mistaken. Because yeah. the last time I saw him, he was with the Skins, and then he tore his ACL and haven't seen and him since. Not, yeah, haven't seen him since. Uh, Niner Sickness says, what's your thoughts on Jimmy G today? <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, I mean, you guys answer that one. <laughs> and, you know, and again, a terrible first half. Terrible, for, you know, yeah, like we moved the ball and didn't punt, but it, the first half wasn't great. There was a lot of, you know, missed throws and inaccurate throws. And, I mean, the guy can't – it's insane because the guy can't, you know, throw an, an accurate screen pass to save his life. You know, obviously the receiver's got to catch the ball. But, you know, I, I mean, the, the receivers can only get so much blame when, when, they, when they're – you know, they shouldn't drop a ball that hits their hands. But if they're getting more accurate throws, they're not going to drop it. When you're – you know, when you're all your Debo's momentum is going towards the screen and the ball goes away from the line of scrimmage and he has to lead, go like this to go to catch it, like, dude, you throw it up the field, not the other fucking side and down away from him. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You like, see this? You see this guy, Victor? <laughs> yeah. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's like you see those things where. where the Bears could have easily played Jimmy because he didn't throw it outside the numbers and he didn't really throw many above 20 yards. And it's like there's the one where, you know, a perfect example when I was saying last week that Ayuk, it's not his fault because he's open. He was wide open and Jimmy throws it out of bounds when there's not a freaking corner anywhere near him on the out route. That when, and if Jimmy throws an accurate ball, it's a, it's a, you know, 20 yard gain or whatever to Ayuk. Um, but no, it goes out of bounds and Ayuk's got no corner on him. When he was there at the sideline, there was nobody on him. Jimmy easily could have completed that ball, but because it's past 20 yards in an out route, he can't throw it accurately. Yeah. You know, and then it's just the, re the receivers are obviously dropping the ball, and it, it's ridiculous. It, our, our drops are ridiculous, but it's not like, you know, they're getting like the most beautiful, accurate pass and, and dropping it. They're, the, the passes are all over the place. And then in the second half, the play calling got better, so Jimmy looked better. Um, the run game was really going in the second half. Like Mitchell was just looking fantastic, and but that's the thing, Jimmy's always gonna look like a better quarterback when the run game is working. Why yeah. did Jimmy look so good in 2019? Because you could not stop our run game. It was unstoppable, absolutely freaking just obliterated everybody. And then Jimmy could just destroy you over the middle, off the off the play action, because yeah. somebody was always wide open. Yeah, so for me, I'll say this. Jimmy had a 300-yard game. Doesn't have many of those. So congratulations, Jimmy. You had a 300-yard game. Debo had how much yak of that? 176 yards, I believe it was. Yeah, how much yak did Debo have? Because yeah. just one of them was all yak. Yeah, Debo had six catches for 171 yards. Um, he averaged 28 yards a catch, and his longest one was uh, 82, uh, 83 yards. And that all oh, yeah, that was the one that was all yak. All yak. And yeah. then he had okay, so he had the other one um, 
after that, I think what he had that was it like a thirty or forty or fifty yard pass, um, some somewhere somewhere in that range. He had a nice little bomb to Debo. He put the ball in the right spot. Thank God yeah. there was not safety help over the top. Um, right. But he he you know uh, I guess where 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 is that? Joey Joey said the best. Jimmy dressed as a competent quarterback for Halloween. I will give him credit. He was mm-hmm. competent. Yes, he had two rushing touchdowns. But Jimmy yeah. ain't run for no real yardage. Everything was close. No. Yeah. So we don't expect Jimmy to get out there and run like, you know, Trey Lance or anything, but yeah. he, he did it well. Um, to me, honestly, the person that impressed me most is the person that impressed me most every damn week, Debo Sammy. Yeah. He used to impress. And I am at this point, as long as they give him a contract, I will be purchasing a Debo jersey. Yeah. You know, uh, I got, I got, I got my Also, too, is uh, Debo surpassed uh, Jerry Rice in the for the first seven games. Yeah, yeah, uh, most receiving yards by forty first seven games of the season. That's a big deal. It's a very, yeah, very big really. deal because Jerry Rice is the goat. So yeah. I mean, Debo six catches, one hundred seventy one yards, um, twenty eight point five yards per catch, um, and he basically caught six out of nine passes. So. Mm-hmm. Once again, most targeted uh, receiver by Jimmy Garoppolo. We understand that. Um, the next guy up is going to be Mohamed Sanu. He had four targets, caught three of them. Brandon Ayuk, four tar- uh, seven targets, caught four. Um, and then uh, Jermichael Hasty again. You know, I'm not liking Jermichael Hasty because he's, UD- he's a UDFA. He's an undrafted free agent. Mm-hmm. And we wasted a draft pick on a young man from Ohio State named Trey Sermon. Don't get me started with this. Why? Why haven't we? Oh, every everything. Sorry, go ahead. Debo has. I mean, Trey Sermon has all but disappeared. You ever seen that meme where Homer Simpson just be fading back into into the bushes like yep. this? Yep. That's Trey Sermon. Yep. He's been doing that the last three games ever since Jermichael's been hasty. Hasty has been healthy, and I don't understand why he didn't do anything wrong. The man balled out like it's mm-hmm. we so we wasted a draft pick on Air Banks, and we wasted one on Trey Sermon because those two picks just aren't being used. Neither yeah. one of them they, they see yeah. the field from the sidelines. Okay, Air Banks was what uh uh active for the first time in the last game. So explain to me again why you drafted Trey Sermon and you ain't even using the young man. And you give the passes to to, to, to Michael Hasty when everybody keeps saying Elijah Mitchell's the better catcher. I did this is just my life to me. Trey Sermon is. That's that's so that's the what's infuriating. Trey right. Sermon can catch the ball out of the fucking backfield. He did it at Oklahoma and he did it at Ohio State mm-hmm. at a high level, especially at Oklahoma, he did it at a high level. The problem is too that fucking pisses me off is every time he run up the middle, fucking Eliza Mitchell just runs into the freaking lineman all day. He can't go anywhere. And it's you like, why the fuck are you doing that lot. when you have a fucking ro- other rookie on the sideline who's known to be good at running in between the tackles? And you're just like, ah, fuck it. I'm not going to play him because I'm a fucking ego, ma- ego maniac and I'll just do what the fuck I want. It's like, dude, fucking put the guy in. He's good at running in between the tackles. Obviously, Elijah Mitchell's an outside guy like Mostert is. Mm-hmm. If you want to run between the tackles, don't run it with Mitchell. But Oh, let's just do a wasted play and get freaking, you know, a yard or two or, you know, lose yardage because we freaking run up the middle and go nowhere. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, Trey yeah, Sermon is. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Trey Sermon is, you know, he's can catch catch ball in the backfield and he can run in between the tackles and he just sits on the sideline. It's like, ah, fuck it, who cares? <laughs> Yeah. It's like, what and the you, fuck are you doing, Kyle? Like, <laughs> dude, yeah. watch. Yeah. All you got to do is watch Sherman's college tape, and be like, he would fit in this offense just fine and do his his actual job if you would actually allow him to do it. Yeah, well, that uh, minor sickness said uh, Trey Sermon pitcher was on the milk carton today. It was. <laughs> yeah, it was. See, I'm, old, see, I'm old. I'm old enough to actually remember that shit existing, man. I remember <laughs> that. Uh, now, here's the thing. As far as uh, Ambry Thomas, I am not. I'm not worried so much about him missing because he's been missing all season. But the thing mm-hmm. is, is why did you shut down Lenore? There was no reason to do so. Like we, I understand that we have. I, I think they're so. You know what I'm starting to see? Kyle likes vets. He likes mm-hmm. guys that he doesn't have to train. Like I don't need you to get on the field and get experience. I need you to just already know what you're doing. Which is why you saw him go after what a veteran quarterback this offseason continually. Veteran quarterback would prove in the league that they could do it. As much shit as I had talked about Matthew Stafford, the motherfucker's a damn good quarterback. I understand it. I know it. You know, it's it's the situ- same situation for me uh, with different, you know, with different players in different sports. I just don't care. Uh, it's like Kyle drives the guys he hates the most to him. <laughs> Seriously, you know, that's, the, hey, that's that's that, that's that's egotistical, narcissistic <laughs> no, type stuff right there, bro. What it is is he's just a terrible decision maker. He's he's up in his little egotistical bu- bubble, and then he makes trash decisions. But in his mind, they're fucking great decisions. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You you are right on that. Um, I I, I saw that, but uh, you know, it, it just what sir sir <laughs> slapped your head, slap all that. Hey, he, hey, look, man. Yeah, you got to be real careful, man. You get a little too friendly with wifey. You know, they put you on the bench for yeah. the rest of your life. I know we know this is all jokes, but um, it, it just it, – it's for us as fans, and that's why that's why I usually preface my comments with that. It frustrates us because we look at it and go, those were high-caliber draft picks, technically mm-hmm. speaking, from where they were drafted. And we want those dudes on the field producing. If a fifth, sixth, or seventh round pick doesn't get on the field, I'm not really stressing because of look where they were drafted. They may have just been guys to back up someone. But if a first and second or third pick is not on the field, I'm questioning that, especially if we go up for someone. So have you guys ever seen the movie uh, Role Models? Oh, yeah. Love that movie. You know know how Ken Jeong's a bad guy? You yeah. know how like at the end where he's fighting he's fighting Augie and he freaking throws his shield and his sword and shit and he's like he and then Augie's like that was a bad decision. He's like, No, that was a good decision. That's Kyle every time he fucking makes a bad decision. <laughs> every fucking time. Like Oh my god. The, player, the players come up to him, coach, that's a bad decision. No, that's a good decision. John Lynch, dude, what are you doing? That's a bad decision. No, that's a good decision. That's Kyle every fucking time. I swear to God. Yeah. No, um, Going back to uh, Lenore, um, Dion, were you talking about like just the whole season, or you're talking about today where he disappeared? Well, his wife. It's was just in the whole. It's just pretty much after what the third game. Mm-hmm. He just hasn't played. Like they just stopped using him. They stopped. And, yeah. and, and it goes for me. It goes back to what I was saying earlier this season. It's confusing how he will out certain players. 
openly in the public. But guys get a pass. Certain guys get a pass. Because Brandon Ayuk, John Lynch, and Kyle Shanahan have been ripping him a new one in public openly weeks. Yeah. Um, I was kind of BA. I tell them both to go out, shove it where the sun don't shine. Yeah, B BA. Um, he got he got done like that. They've been doing it to the Amador Lenore. Even D'Amico Ryan's has said that. You know, yeah, you know, he's just got to work harder and and continue to come along, and he'll he'll get more plays than uh, they did it to Debo last year. And you know, my thing is is why are you out in certain players, but the players that you really need to put on blast, you just you, you don't want no parts of that. Like Jimmy, for instance. That that's what I'm saying. Like you can if you can out some of your best players on offense, you know what I'm saying, and, and some of the new guys on defense, you're making Jimmy look untouchable. And that's the one yeah. thing you can respect about Bill Belichick. He didn't care how big your name was or how many Super Bowls you won. He was gonna whip you a new one if you needed it. And he was gonna make sure you knew and understood that. Tom Brady said himself, man, I don't know how many times I got shredded verbally you know by bill you know after a while you just become numb to it but at the end of the day you just got to be smarter about it man so it made me, it made brady the the freaking player the guy he is. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta be open to constructive criticism bill instilled the ice into, into brady's veins yeah. with the way he treated him oh. and even though he was the best he still didn't he, he made him the player he was because of the fact that he treated him like everybody else well i feel like also too is uh like you said, Dion, with Debo gaining grilled too, what, last year? Um, mm -hmm. I feel like, look at how, dude, look how big he's balling out this year, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like he uh, lit a, a fire under his ass and uh, he looks freaking phenomenal this year, you know? So, you, like you said, you got to take the criticism. And it's not, it doesn't mean any harm to it. You just, it means you, they just want you to be better. I think that I think what happened is we 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 had the Dante Pettis situation and everybody's afraid to criticize people now. And, and, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's what we're talking about, Niner Sickness. We traded the third round to the Lambs and yeah, we 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 ate. We're giving we're getting nothing out of them. And this this is this is what this is what I'll say. And I've said this before on my own channel. Um Dante Pettis was just soft. Period. He was soft. It's, and let it's me, not that let he's me, soft. He just doesn't want to play. He doesn't care. Well, let, let me. Let me I, I was. I was going there. We all say. Remember. We remember. We. <laughs> our brains are somehow. <laughs> That's true. That's think That's alike. True. That's true. <laughs> we think alike. Dante Pettis was soft. He didn't have the drive that you have to have for the game. And his daddy was a serious baseball player. He was a baller. But maybe we didn't look at it as maybe he was coddled all his life though he had the you know the dad that was in sports and everything and you walking around in locker rooms maybe it just never came to him like that um strictly based on the fact that when i look at uh dante pettis look at the last interview he had and I'm gonna say this, and I'm, I'm gonna preface my comments by saying I am in no, I don't dog on people who have mental health issues in any way, shape, or form. You know, everybody deals with some type of depression in some way, shape, or form in their life in their own specific way. You deal with that on your own. Yeah. When you are playing sports, you probably do not want to have that as an issue. And if you do, you want to have a tight rein on it and have your therapy in place 
or whatever you need to do to be able to help you cope, you need to have that already because sports, you're going to get coached hard. So it, 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 let me say this. When it comes to yeah. the mental health part of that, it depends because like there's – when it comes to like sports psychology, there's two types of player, like two types of play, uh, athletes. There's the ones that um, – the you know, their whole life is sports. So playing the sport and being out there is what heals them with when they're mm-hmm. dealing with their mental illness and it, and it makes them feel better and free. And then there's the ones that even with the sports, they can't overcome it. Yeah. yeah. I, I know because like I, you know, I'm grown up being an athlete and still play sports now. And when I'm in sports, all my stuff that bugs me the whole week is gone for that hour and a half that I'm playing and I, mm-hmm. and I'm fine, you know, and, there's a so there's kind of a in between there's there's one or the other and it just depends mm-hmm. on which which kind of athlete you are mentally some it helps and some have to overcome it before they can get on the field yeah and so you make a lot of sense with that point but for me look at Dante Pettis when he came up he looked like he was scared his voice was trembling as he spoke for God's sakes the man came up with a fucking tie dye shirt on they had a cat on the goddamn pocket. And we know he loves cats. What in the fuck was that? I'm sorry, Dante. I don't get. I don't give you any. Uh, Wayne Gretzky. He called you Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> and it's a compliment, though, man. Gretzky was dope. Joey. Um, Joey out here bullshitting. Um, what I was saying is, man, like he literally had the nerve to get up on that podium and say, in so many words. I had to have somebody tell me that he was coaching me hard because he saw something in me. Your father played base professional baseball. You didn't, he didn't teach you that. So he didn't, that fell by the wayside. Cause that don't make no sense. I, when I grew up, I, I had people yell at me and screaming at me and all kinds of things. The number one thing I never took was the only thing I never took was physical intimidation. I wasn't, I wasn't about that life. Because I would tell my I would tell my coaches I, I I ran track, and then you know I would play uh, basketball a little bit here and there. I didn't like basketball. I was never really good at it, but I was good. I had I could drop dimes all day, so they liked me to do that. But I had a coach really like get up in my face, and I was like, "Yo, man, I'm a, I'm gonna be a hundred percent real with you, bro. I don't like this physical aggression." If I'm on the court and somebody's physical, that's understandable. But you're my coach. You want to yell, cuss me out, scream, I'm okay with that. But the minute you bump up against me again, I'm going to bump my fist against your jaw. I don't do that. That's not how I move. So Everybody has to be coached in different ways. I'm not one of those people. You're not about to ragdoll me all over this yeah. court and expect me to get I love you because this is not – no, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. You want to do that with other players, you go right ahead. I'm, I'm a person – you can yell at and it'll get through. But if you physically try to enforce will on me, I don't back down off that. So some people had to figure that. But Dante knew he was being coached hard because he saw something in him. Hell, the last, what, five, six, the, the latter part of his rookie year, we saw what we wanted to see. So we expect that next year. The the thing the thing is, is like that where Dante Pettis falls under, it's, again, the whole Pac-12 a- athlete thing where we always seem to go for the guys in the Pac-12 regardless. And the, the thing about Pettis, though, is I know Kyle liked him, but in college he was a punt returner and a kick returner. That was his specialty. He was a fantastic punt returner for 
for Washington, University of Washington. Was he catching a lot of balls, though, with the good nope. quarterbacks that they had at those times? He had some good good guys slinging the ball toward, at him. He wasn't catching a lot of balls for Washington. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but, but for real, it's like, say right, right now. We, we drafted, we drafted, you know, we drafted Pettis thinking he could be our number three guy and whatever, but that's not even who he was at Washington. Mm-mm. We draft these guys thinking we can turn them into somebody they're not. We, we, we seem to do that a lot with this, the front office that we've had. And that's what we did with Pettis. We tried to turn him into something he's not. If we would have just let him be the punt and kick return he was in college, he probably would have excelled and been an absolute special teams beast if we had given him the chance and let him get the confidence. But this they try to make him a receiver. They, I know, but they try to make him a receiver and took his confidence away by freaking calling him out because that's not the kind of guy he is. It, it just made it harder for him because that's not who he is as a player. He's a returner. He's a return specialist. And if they would have just bumped him up and given him all the confidence in the world doing that, he probably would have excelled at it. But no, they tried to turn him into more of a, a, a receiver, and it didn't work out. And they kind of burnt his confidence a lot by calling him out and, and not handling it. Because for some reason, this regimen doesn't know that there's each player is different, and you got to handle each guy different and know who you're talking to, which they don't seem to do, I don't think. And I think had they, you know, drafted Pettis to be a returner and actually just got him into that. And that's what his whole thing was and hyped him up and made him feel good about himself doing it. I think he would have been good at it because he was fantastic at it at Washington. And they just did, he, you know, didn't really pay much attention to it. And And he could have been, he could still be returning punts for us now. Yeah. said, great game plan by Kyle. My only concern is Jimmy. He needs to get receivers involved. Um, I am not afraid of these Debo targets. This will not work against the better defense. You make a perfect point there, Tarverius. But it at this point, I'm going to say this, and I say this loosely, by in, in, and when I state this, let me preface my comments by saying this. In no way, by any means, am I comparing one to the other. I am using this as an example. That is a Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams situation. Like he literally every game, what what you doing? Go to Debo. Yeah. That I don't care who's open. I'm throwing the Debo. Brandon, are you streaking wide down the field? Where's Debo at? Yep. How much new got opened on, on on you know on a on a go right now? Uh where's Debo? Where's Debo? We would have beat, like, beat the Colts of freaking was it? It was Ayuk that was wide open down over the middle of the field for. Yes, I mean the, oh, the dude, like, the dude get, that was Sanu. The dude that literally could have he could have had lunch, you know what I'm saying? Ordered dessert, caught the football, waited five more minutes, and still been in the damn end zone. He was that. I mean, they just it, it'd be frustrating, man. But you know, like I said, I'm not gonna lie. It was a win. You take it as a moral victory for the locker room. For us as fans that really understand the game of football, we know it's understandable. We know what the win means, and we know that next week, if Kyler's healthy, we got another beatdown coming because we can't win at home, and that's the hard part. Well, you can't win against a good team like Arizona when you can't throw outside the numbers and you can't throw it past 20 yards, maybe more than eight, possibly if you get lucky once a game. I mean, we can't throw the ball outside the numbers at all. 
it goes mm-hmm. back to the play I talked about earlier when Ayuk is open on the sideline and he just misses the throw. We can't, yeah, he can't true. do it. To where you say 49ers need a wide receiver like Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins on this team. No, no we, we don't. We don't have that guy. I don't here's, need Debo. No, guy. we don't. We need a quarterback who no, can throw the ball. Ayuk can become know, that guy if you have the right quarterback. I know what he I know what he meant, and, and I, I actually pulled some some information from a few of the watch. Um, my guys over at Nitty Gritty Niners and uh, my guys, uh, Croc, Eric Crocker, Croc Talk TV, uh, Frontline Sports, yeah, and uh, NBN. Yeah, NBN. Here's mm-hmm. the thing. We need different types of receivers. What they all keyed in on, and I started to look at this, we have the same type of receiver. Like, though Ayuk may be a little taller than Debo, they're similar. So what they're saying is we need those dudes, but I think those dudes are already currently on the roster in Juwan Jennings and Trent Sherfield. That's just my thought process. I think it's a mirage, in my opinion, that Ayuk and Debo are the same. It only looks that way because of who we have throwing them the ball. Ayuk can. I said Ayuk could be Mike Evans. Ayuk could be Hopkins. I'm telling you right now. He if where Hopkins can go up in the end zone and just go up and grab the ball with those long, big, big hands and stuff and long arms. If you put if you hype put the ball where only Ayuk can high point the ball, nobody else is getting anywhere near that ball with those freaking long arms, dude. Those arms are unfreaking real, and not and I don't even we've hardly even used them since we drafted him with yeah, any I, of those corner throws. What I would have done when we had freaking five seconds, seven seconds left, I'd have to just throw a fade to Ayuk over, over the corner and let him go up and get the ball with those freaking huge, crazy long arms. We don't even try. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, Ayuk could be that guy if you have a quarterback that can make those throws. Like, if you have a quarterback who's, who's, a, who's a, like a – think of a, like a leader who can actually make those throws, like where he's like, all right, He's like, all right, B.A., you're going to go. I'm going to put this up, and we're only you can get it. You're going to go catch the fucking ball, and we're going to score this fucking touchdown right now. That's the kind of quarterback we need. That's, what do you think Tom Brady would do if they were right there? He's like, all right, B.A., fuck what fucking Kyle just said. You're going to fucking go and get open. I'm going to put it where only you can get the ball with those long-ass arms, and we're going to get a touchdown. Yeah. Jimmy ain't, Jimmy ain't going to do that shit. We don't have a quarterback that can make our receivers play to their, to their style. They so they all look the same because Jimmy can't do anything else. And like freaking, you know, Debo, he can do everything because he's just a freaking Swiss Army knife and then make freaking Garoppolo look amazing. But, you know, B if we had BA would be, you know, over the top, you know, getting big gains, boom, boom, gashes, gashes, boom, oh, red zone, freaking on yeah. the three, four, five yard line, boom, go go to the corner and then let him go up and get the ball and come down with it. Mm-hmm. Joey said it's weird that we don't have or use that shifty slot third wide receiver like Welker or Edelman that could complement Ayuk and Debo. You know what you can do? You can turn and we'll we'll, we'll do what we're talking about. Um, but you can turn uh Debo into the slot dude. You have Jawan Jennings, you have Trent Sherfield, you have Mohammed mm-hmm. Sanu. Why not put mm-hmm. those guys at the guys in the wide out and let Debo get busy in the slot too? It's yeah. easy. You want to target. You want to continually target him so much. Get you put the. I'm gonna tell you right now. There's not a neck in the lead. You want to see Debo in the slot. Mm-mm. Oh hell no! no. I know I don't. Do 
we can't do that until we have the right quarterback and IU can, can establish the outside. And that's what I'm saying. You want to you watch what I'm talking about? Go just watch some of the Arizona State tape for IU that Kyle fell in love with. The yes, over-the-top, the, the, the taking the top off the defense and stuff, and, like, and nobody being able to cover him. And when the ball's at the highest point, nobody being able to stop him. That's what he's – but that's what I mean. It, until we have a quarterback that can actually like make all the, th- all the NFL throws, we, yeah. we won't be able to see anything. Like, yeah, like you said, nobody can cover Debo in the slot. But Debo can't become the slot receiver that nobody can that nobody can stop until Ayuk can freaking make a statement on the outside and take the top off the defense. So that way, when he taking the top off the defense, Debo just you know in between the hash marks just destroys you. If yeah, it, that, those two, the two of them could complement each other so well if we had a quarterback that could make all the throws. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna yeah. hold hold Pretty right good. there. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. gonna hold right there and uh, go ahead and shout out our sponsor. My bookie. So what is a lock in sports betting? A lock is simply put a bet you can't lose. And with my bookie, you can't lose on their NBA lock of the season. Uh, Place a bet on either team to score between the Dallas Mavericks and the Denver Nuggets. And when the first bucket hits, you win. Let me put it like this. NBA game has never gone scored. So you know this is a lock. It doesn't get any easier. Uh, With superstars like Jokic and Doncic going head to head. It will. Uh, it won't take more than a minute of game time before your bet cashes. And that's not all. Get paid Friday. Wake up Saturday and throw down on UFC 267. So uh, on Saturday, on Saturday night, my bookie is giving uh, all users a hundred hundred dollar risk free on the light heavyweight championship main event fight. So don't wait. Head to mybookie.com now and use promo code HIVE, H-I-V-E, and mybookie will instantly double your first deposit. That's promo code HIVE. So you can double your funds to double your winnings. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie. Also, that uh, first uh, deposit that you have, up to $1,000, they will match. So you put a buck, you get a buck. You put a thousand, you get a thousand. Um, but definitely go ahead and go over to mybookie.ag uh, uh, for all your sports betting. Um, and uh, make sure, you know, bet on the Niners. <laughs> also, uh, to close off our sponsors, go over to bodyworkbyroger.com. Book your appointment now. Get a wonderful massage. They do great work. Uh, if you're in the front Bay Area, they're over in San Jose. Once again, bodyworkbyroger.com. Book your appointment right now. All right, so Niner Sickness said uh, real quick, uh, Niner Sickness said we need to keep these. We face honest, but we can't if we don't throw deep. So they always stack up eight in the box. And and that's and see, and I like that I like that comment because when you think about it, we're still running the ball well, even though we can't take no top off off the defense. We can't we can't go deep. We yeah we got one this time, which surprises me, still, but. The thing is, imagine if we had a quarterback that could keep defenses honest. And I mean, our run game's already looking good without it. Mm-hmm. And I, we we could be able to run the ball just nonstop and throw the ball ten times like we did against Minnesota in the in the um, division game, or where, or no, no, against my bad. It was against uh, Green Bay where we threw the ball eight times. I yeah. mean, it's crazy that we still run the ball well. 
when we know guys are no, knowing that they all they have to do is sell out to stop the run because we can't throw we can't throw it deep, and they're not scared of us throwing the ball. And it just it would just be very interesting to see what could actually happen if we can actually start making defenses look honest and see how this offense would look. Mm-hmm. Because well, the talents the talents there, it's just the execution. Yeah, I agree. And uh, um, I feel like Kyle, like, I don't know, today he just woke up, got his head out of his ass, and started playing actual good game plans together. And it, it freaking worked for once. And I feel like where's this been literally all season besides the first two games? Am I right, guys? That's because the run game was working better than it has in the last couple games, though, too. Yeah. He realized, oh, the, the the run game's working. And then the second half, he's like, okay, well, we're going to play off the run game. And then yeah, all that's of a sudden, pretty much how it worked. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, did we get any word on Kyler Murray about his injury or no? If he, he is going to be out next game? Or uh, I don't see anything. Let me take a look, see if I can find anything. Not that I know of. Uh, uh, He's, he could be out one to three weeks. It's just depending on, on how yeah. he feels. It's it's all going to be yeah, depending it's, on, it's how all Kyler, on him. They're basing it off Kyler. It could be one to three weeks, and depending on how Kyler himself feels. Yeah. that's that's. I think that's pretty much the gist of it. I think I, – I, I expect him to play. I really do. Um, but uh, kind, of a, kind of a sad situation. He gets hurt and throws an interception when they were about to win the game yeah. on Thursday night. But just – I don't know. Well, the backup's going to beat us for Arizona anyway. <laughs> I mean, you 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 look at you and you think just think about it though. Like Jimmy played okay today because he stayed upright and didn't get hit. Much. That's he's going to be just get on his ass against Arizona all just the whole night, and that really, that yeah. just spells yeah. just three and outs all day. Well, that's yeah, it where... says, uh, from SI Carlos quarterback Kyler Murray could miss Arizona's Week Nine contest against. The 49ers, uh, due to an ankle injury. Um, let's see. Murray reportedly suffered an ankle injury later in Thursday's loss to the Packers. He could still play uh, versus San Francisco, given the rest of, given the extra rest before Week Nine. Uh, yeah, you're right. This is uh, reported as a one to three week type of sprain. Let me play this from Jake. Yeah, Glay Gays. That's what I wanted to lead into. Uh, what are your, after getting this win, what are your expectations um, for next week? Yeah. What do you want to see from the team? <laughs> Christian, go ahead first. I mean, yeah, Jimmy looked a lot, you know, Jimmy looked more like the G- Jimmy at times in this game. Um, but he, you know, he stayed upright. They didn't get a much of a pass. No, Khalil Mack was the difference in this game. Um, I, I, I don't see us beating Arizona. I don't. I not with Jimmy in there. Our our best chance to win against Arizona is Trey Lance, and the reason for that, more than anything, is his ability to extend plays when the pocket pocket breaks down. That alone is the only reason I think we would ever have a chance, because the pocket is not. It's it's not going to be clean and. Jimmy's going to be getting hit a lot. He's going to get put on his ass a lot. And 
Mm. That's just a recipe for disaster for Jimmy Garoppolo. And we, I mean, we've seen it a million times. We've read that story. How many, <laughs> how many times it's, it's just the same thing over and over. So yeah, if Jimmy starts, we're, I, I know I say this every week, but of, of any team right now, our only chance to win is, is Trey because Trey's an ability to get first downs with his legs when the pocket breaks down. Cause the, the pass rush Arizona has, even without um, JJ Watt is still Watt. great. So I, I just, I, I, they're going to have four or five sacks. Yeah. Uh, Dion, what do you think? What's your expectations for next week? A loss. We can't win at home, man. We just, we can't, it, it's, it's just not happening. Um, I, as much as I would love to, you know, predict a win at home, um, and it, it, it's it's just, I feel like every time Jimmy starts, man, there's a high probability of him screwing something up. Um, like I said, this week bought him another another start continually. Um, it's like, hey, you know, we won a game, and I know they're going to come out, and everybody's going to jump back on the bandwagon. I saw a guy in the 49er chat. I was watching the post-game presser. Mm-hmm. Did you know this dude had the nerve to say trade Trey Lance for something better because Jimmy is increasingly uh, improving? Really? Bro, what have you been what have you been watching and why are you even speaking on football? He must have been hitting the crack because pipe. that yeah probably I'm pretty sure crack and look look you know what and he hit a little bit of everything he put some crack meth, a little so, fentanyl in there. Yeah. He threw some heroin on top of it he as a he, he was uh he was Peter Peter Griffin from that meth episode where his eyes are like this and his hair's up. I'm so right. fucking ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean I uh, the one thing I do expect though is I expect uh D'Amico to get this this uh rushing defense in line. Um from what I saw from the stats and how things looked it did it, it didn't look great. We didn't allow a hundred yard rusher per uh running back. But we did allow Justin Fields to get, you know, he he boogied and he got his uh his hundred yards. But I mean, Justin Fields had that he had a what a twenty-two yard run. He had the rushing touchdown. So, you know, he had 10 carries for 103 yards. Any, you know, anything back, that's a solid day. You know, you, you, you take yeah. that 10 carries, 103 and a tud. Yeah, I mean shit. If I'm a running back, I'm walking off the field, I feel good. But um quarterback. <laughs> See, but that's quarterback, the thing I haven't. That's the thing about how not not having a healthy D Ford out there, who is fast enough to go chase down. I mean, honestly, yeah, that, him down. Here, here's here's the thing about D Ford, and I'll give him credit this season. He's done what he's needed to do. The concussion thing, you cannot. No, that's not his. You fault. can't I mean, avoid no. a defensive lineman, and I want people out there to understand that. Do you understand as a lineman, defensive and offensive are getting many concussions every single game. You are your head is banging oh, yeah. against another head, another helmet, a shoulder pad, a knee, a arm, a thigh. Exactly. You're you consistently have to deal with that. So that pressure, you can't knock somebody. Now, who yeah. who the hell got one in practice? Fuck, was it Tom Compton? Somebody got one to walk through. I fucked last year. I can't remember who it was, but I was crying. I, don't know. I was Probably like, I'm gonna get a concussion and walk through. <laughs> it's called walk. Through, so you mean to tell me you definitely can't chew bubble gum and walk? So if your ass <laughs> going down the street, <laughs> you need to do one thing at a time. Your mind has to be in front of the other. Let's keep it going. But my, but 
I, yeah. I expected I expect the run defense to be a lot tighter. Um, I expect us to hopefully not have to face D Hop. Um, because the one thing I will tell you about DeAndre Hopkins is it does not matter who the quarterback is. If the ball is in his vicinity, he will catch it. DeAndre Hopkins spent the 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 better part of his career catching the ball from a bunch of different uh quarterbacks. Like he was a carousel yeah. in Houston for God knows how long until yeah. uh, Deshaun Watson showed up. And it was ridiculous because he would do shit. You bet y'all remember that play where he literally took his 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 right hand, put it under his leg, caught the ball. I was like, how did well dude yeah. he, he might have the, the the most the most giant hands in the history of the Oh yeah, it's it's dude, he it's insane. It it's unfair. Yeah. But I, next week, the only like I said, the only reason guys I'm really calling I'm really calling a loss is because we're at home. And it's been unfortunate that we continue to do that at home. That's the yep. hard part. That's what hurts is because we're sitting in front of our home fans and we can't even give them the dub. You know, I would yep. love to go to a home. I went to my first game in Levi's ever was the pre the first preseason game of the year. I said, I'd never been to Candlestick. I'm getting my ass to Levi's. I, have I to went get to the four. Yeah, I've got to get there for a regular season game um, where we're actually where it actually means something. But I went. Because I wanted the experience. It was a beautiful experience. We lost, but it wasn't a big deal. It was preseason, you know. Yeah. Um, I have to say that I'm going to take credit because I set the whole fucking stadium off when Trey Lance came in. I'm sitting there and people just cool, calm, and collected. I'm like, Trey is at a game. Get up. Get the fuck up. Cheer for our new quarterback. <laughs> Cheer for the future. Like, I'm going ape shit. And, like, literally, like, slowly, you just start seeing people get up and start clapping. I'm like, well, yeah, man, shit, you, you want to keep dealing with Jimmy fucking Garoppolo? Goddamn. I know I didn't see many of his jersey in the stadium, so got to have something. Yeah. So, some Niner fans are glutton for punishment, so they'll ride with Jimmy till the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, went, <laughs> I went to uh, the Old Mr. Lombardi game. himself, you know. Okay. We, we don't mention that name. We don't mention that <laughs> I went to the the Packers. Don't curse at us. Don't curse at us, Christian. Your name is Christian, for God's sakes. Don't curse right? us. Right? <laughs> uh, primetime. Yeah. Oh, uh, we say we need to do – y'all need to do a primetime game. I got chills when the Monday night music came on, uh, and the gold helmets look amazing under the lights. Uh, do we have any more primetime games? Let me take a look. I don't know if we got primetime. I think they have – I want. We should. Yeah, I think like four or five. No, no, no against the against the Rams Monday night at home. That's I think so. I was gonna try to go out there. I was gonna try to go out there and go for that game, but yeah, uh, I went to the. Okay, we I have one. Yeah, we got the Rams. We have the Rams on Monday night football. Hold on, November fifteenth calendar. Or November sixteenth. Fifteenth yeah. or sixteenth? Uh, we have the Rams on November fifteenth. Mm-hmm. So on the fifteenth we got that, and then we got the Seahawks. We're Sunday Night Football on the, on December fifth, and we're back on Sunday. Uh, we're back on. Uh, we're on Thursday Night Football versus the Titans uh, on the twenty third, and the rest of the games are all like just basic games. So, yeah, we got two more. Gonna... We got two more prime time games um, yeah. where we can we, we can turn it up um, and, and make some things happen. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it, it, those those gold helmets do look amazing in in the lights. Yeah, they do. It does shine bright. That is very very true. 
Um, the one thing I can say is our, our swag is, is, is amazing. Um, Hell yeah. You know, that's definitely the our case. Throwbacks. You I was going to try to go to that Monday night game, but money. I, had, I didn't have hey, enough, hey. Enough money at the time, so I might try to go maybe um, January. Try, uh, try, vivid, uh, try VividSeats.com. No, it was uh, money for the plane ticket. Oh, because I gotta fly in. I gotta oh, fly in from Utah. So, oh yeah, you ain't yeah yeah that yeah that yeah that uh, flight right. is gonna be crazy. See if it's anything in L.A., um, I can take my ass and go because I just gotta drive six hours. And I just yeah. I'm 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 ghetto. I'll go stay at my mama house and not there pay for go. a fucking hotel. Oh, <laughs> take my ass in the game and be cool. If it's in L.A. Day. I'm from Southern California. All my family's there, so I could stay there for free. But right, yeah, that's that's the beauty of going home, yeah. man. It's like yeah. you stay at every hotel. Hell no, man. I look. I tell people <laughs> I'm at my mama house. I, you judge me all you want. I ain't paying fifty dollars <laughs> a night for a hotel. First of all, when I come home, I'm the only boy, so I get anything I want anyway. But then I tell my mom, <laughs> mom anyway, she make whatever favorite food I want. You know what I'm saying? And my mom. My mom, she since since I'm grown, she always had she always got the Hennessy on deck for her brother. I ain't got <laughs> nothing to worry about with that, you know. And I can sit up. And the beauty is, you know, I I I'll, I'll tell this little story. My mother's the one who got me in sports, so I have six sisters, guys. So oh, imagine, man. I have no brothers. Wow. So when I grew up, I had to adopt brothers, man. Like you know, cats I went to school with, stuff like that. You guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. My sisters were so hard on me about being like a man's man. My mom was one of those people she used to tell me all the time, you can cry, just don't cry for no reason. Like, you don't need to be, uh, you remember uh, Bedazzled? Like, I don't need you looking at the fucking sunset and hearing dolphins and just breaking down into tears. Like, you know, yeah. we, we ain't doing that. But long story short, that's, that's literally how I got into sports. My mom was the one who taught me how to throw a football and throw a, ba- throw a baseball. And uh, mind you, she's doing all this with cerebral palsy and keeping me and keeping me completely locked in. You know what I'm saying? So she was, I kid you not, it was, she was the one who told me who 49ers were because she didn't know teams for football. She knew colors. And I mean, she could just watch the TV and say, okay, if someone says, this is the Atlanta Falcons, this is the Detroit Lions, this is so-and-so. And when I saw Jerry Rice catch a touchdown pass from Joe Montana, I was like, who is that? <sighs> rub it in, bro. Like, I wasn't even alive yet. And she looked and she was like, that's the San Francisco 49ers. And I was like, and who threw the ball? She looked and she said, that's Joe Montana. And I said, that's my team. I'm, I'm not. And I she looked at me and she said, if that's your team, and my mom instilled this in me. She said, if the, and my uncle too, if that's your team, you stick with them, whether they suck or whether they're great. You do not go away from your team. You don't change. Don't ever change on your team for any reason. And I kid you not, the only time that I remotely did that to an extent was in baseball because I, I started out a Dodgers fan, and I was I still love the Dodgers to this day. But I've been I've I watched the Braves in 1995, and I ain't stopped watching since. So my Braves is in the World Series. We just need one more to go beat the cheap oh, ass Astros. How cool is it? We solid, baby. How cool is it though for the um, the hometown kid to freaking start off that that uh, two route two home run rally freaking last night? 
That was beautiful. the hometown, hometown freaking Braves fan, man. Grow up, hey, Braves man. Fan. I'm telling you right now, bro. Like, and, that you was know, cool. That's the, that's the coolest thing. Like, you can you imagine growing up and wanting to play for your favorite team, and you actually get to do the shit? Like, mm-hmm. I am. I'm really a 49er fan. If they were ever to ask me, and like you know how they do, like, hey rookie, welcome to the NFL. I'm not pulling no punches. Where would you like to play for the San Francisco 49ers? Mm-hmm. I'll be happy with any team that drafts me, but I would like to play for my favorite team in the NFL. Do you know how much easier that's going to make my damn job? Yeah, Deon, what you do, what I love. Well, that's what BA got. BA was a night grew up a Niner fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw, I saw the little uh, the little turtleneck. Yeah, he had that man. I think it was a BA. There was. There were several people, man. And then Kyle Shanahan was a goddamn ball boy for everybody and their fucking mama. Like, yep. <laughs> that dude was a ball boy for so many people. Like, when, like when he got D'Amico, he was in Houston with D'Amico. Dude, childhood Niner fans, though, they take it seriously. Brady, look yeah, at Brady was like, so they even said Brady was like, I ain't going. He's His whole thing was no, try to find where to go. His, I know where I'm he going. Told, he, told his, he told his freaking agent, I'm, I'm going home. He wanted to. Man. He wanted Man. to come home. I wish. We, I wish. We what did Rogers? What, what was Rogers <laughs> trying to do this whole off season? He was come trying on. to come yeah. home. He was. He was being a dick and everything. He was trying to come home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he tried to ban a a Rod. Tried to back their ass into a corner, dude. He like he was like business. he was like he was going hard. He's like, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. <laughs> because you got to remember, he's still pissed that we took Alex Smith over him. Oh, dude. Oh, hell yeah. Imagine yeah, he's, he's like, oh, I'm going to be drafted number one overall to my freaking hometown team. And then, yeah, and, and he, he is, wanted that. Well, so you got to remember, you know how he never got along with Mike McCarthy? Do you know yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. Who told, do you know who told him they were going to draft a number one for the Niners? Mike McCarthy did. And then Mike McCarthy went and took over the job in uh, Green Bay. And Rodgers already hated his guts from then. Yeah. So that's why hey, they respect- never had a relationship from the get go because. Rodgers never let go of the fact that they said they were going to draft him to the Niners and mm-hmm. lied to him. And yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, hey, Joey, I respect your grandpa for that because I, yeah. I, I'm that hey. sa- I'm that dude. I'm that same person. Me and your grandfather are very, very much alike. I don't don't play against my team because I am not rooting for you. Nope. Yep. I, you know what? Put it like this: I, I I I would do anybody a solid. I would tell them, I hope you have a fantastic night. But at the end of the day, I hope you take a nap. Mm-hmm. You can go out, ball out. You could have uh, two hundred yards rushing and three touchdowns. As long as we get the win at the end of the day, I can give a shit what you do. Just don't beat the team. If exactly. you beat the team, I'm gonna be a little sour for that. And that's just how that's gonna work, you know. But exactly. it's mm-hmm. next week. If Kyler doesn't play, that opens the door for us to possibly get a dub. Mm-hmm. But if I know Kyler. He's not. He's going to do everything in his power, whatever rehab he can, and with the extended time off, he could push that to a situation where he might play. But if he, even if he, if he plays and D Ford is healthy, it, oh yeah, be a, it's going to be a close. Well, it's going to be a close game, especially with him with limited mobility. Because I, I was going to get to it, and I think if D Ford had played today, I don't think, um, I don't think Fields runs for what he did today because. Of all things, even if he's not getting sacks, what what Ford is most I think most Speed. valuable is his ability to, to um, contain speedy quarterbacks because the guy's an yeah. absolute freaking blazer. So I, mean, I, I think him. 
uh, well, that's why we that's why we contained Kyler the first time and kept it yeah, close. You saw him in at the first game. It's because D Ford can contain him. Mm-hmm. He he can keep him in the pocket. He can uh, chase him down and keep him from breaking loose because D Ford yeah. can go, you know, sideline to sideline and make the cuts and you know because he's a, he's 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 really really fast. So, I think with a limited Kyler and you know. Uh, D Ford playing, then yeah, it gives it helps us. But I also I still don't feel confident because I think with the Cardinals can make the place to still win because I just don't see how Jimmy can play well enough. And I'm not even saying this as a knock on Jimmy as much of we can't protect him against that that D line for Arizona, and we need a we need a quarterback who can extend plays. And since he's not that guy, you don't, you don't think he'll try to extend the play like he did uh, today. When he threw on the on the run, I mean, he can do that, but I don't think he's going to do it well against a better pass rush. He didn't have much that's of a pass true. rush today, yeah, and he extended true. the play a little bit. But I, the, the, what I mean by extend the play is, yeah, he's looking downfield, but I mean getting first downs with your legs, which like which Trey did against Arizona, and we dominated the time of possession mostly most of that game because of that. We're not dom- dominating any time of possession against. Arizona with Jimmy in there. And the reason the game was so close and we almost won that game was because of the fact we dominated the time of possession and we are not dominating time of possession with Jimmy. There's, it's well, not going to happen well, you, because we're not going to have enough. Today too, with the we're not going to have enough continued drives. Even yeah. if we don't score, we're not going to have those continued drives where even where we ended up not scoring with Trey, mm-hmm. those continued drives where we just eat the clock, eat the clock, eat the clock. It's not going to happen with Jimmy. And that's not even a knock on Jimmy as much as I've been hard on him. Jimmy's not a mobile quarterback and not going to be able to evade that pass rush the way we need him to in order to continue to keep the the um the momentum going and, and keep yeah. that time clock rolling. Let, if he if he what, what he can do is not to cut you off there, Christian. What oh, we yeah. can do is Elijah Mitchell. That's what I was about to if say. You like him so much, Kyle. Just run the ball. You don't need Jimmy to throw. But you Jimmy, really but, don't. You but need the to problem think, is he needs to think uh Raheem Mostert uh uh NFC championship game from a few years ago. Just do that. Let Kyle let George George should be back from what I here's hear. Here's the here's the thing though. In order if we're gonna beat Arizona and because it's we're gonna beat them because of the run game, because they're terrible against the run, and now JJ watch out, so they should be even worse against the run. We have to we have to we have to do it by committee. Mm-hmm. He has to stop being a stubborn jackass and put Sermon in there if we're going to run between the tackles. He just does. Because it, otherwise, I mean, if we have Jeff Wilson, Jeff Wilson would probably be running between the tackles. I can guarantee you that because he he likes Wilson and trusts him, but he won't give the ball to Sermon. And our best chance to win that win that game next week, if we're going to win it by running, keeping the ball out of Jimmy's hands and just running all, down their throats is, you know, the outside runs, Mitchell all day, but if we're gonna run between the tackles and make something happen in the middle, it's gotta be Sermon. Yeah. I don't care if he's a rookie and we haven't seen enough of him. That's what Sermon does. If you want to win this game, we need to have a running by running back by committee and give it to the big strong guy who can go you know in between the tackles and break arm tackles and get tough yardage. That's not Mitchell's game. Mitchell's game is you give him a little bit of a hole, he's gonna his speed's gonna get him 20, 25 yard gains. 15 exactly. that's He's not going to run in the that's middle. That's what we want with Trey Sermon, but Kyle won't give that to us. Well, yeah, and Trey Trey's not, you know, Trey's not the guy where you know, he'll he'll get you some yards if you get him on the edge cuz we can get anybody yards on the edge. But Trey's the guy that's going to get you 5, 6 yards on first down up the middle. 
let's you want to beat arizona that's what you're gonna have to do you're gonna have to pound it pound it pound it with sermon and then you know give it give some to mitchell and get him out going and get some big gains and then hit 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 uh hit him with a, a play action but we have to have a committee run we have to have a committee run game in order to beat Arizona. And I just don't think Kyle is going to do it. I think he's going to be like, oh, our, our, I can freaking scheme up and we can pass the ball and win it. No, we need to run the ball 95% of the time against Arizona with sure. multiple types of running backs. You put, you know, give the ball to, to Debo, give the ball to Ayuk, you know, make some, some trickery things happen and just run and don't just keep running and running and running. Do we see Trey Sermon next week? No, no, probably not. No, like I long said, as, look, long as Jermichael Hasty is healthy, Trey Sermon gets buried on the depth chart. And what's going to make it worse is in about two weeks, if I'm not mistaken, you'll most likely see Jeff Wilson Jr. And you're going to see Trey, Trey Sermon fall further down on the depth chart. So that is a wasted pick at this point okay. because he has stopped using him altogether unless, and he's falling down on the depth chart. For what reason? Unless no I'm correct and Sermon's only only thing for the team is when Trey's, when Lance mm-hmm. is in there. Because yeah. you can't – I'm sorry, but you can't have Mitchell in there on the on the the RPOs and stuff like that. You have to have Sermon because Sermon is – can take it in the – you know, you need somebody who can you know, obviously run between the tackles. And if you're running an RPO, the running back's going between the tackles, and Elijah Mitchell is not going to run between the tackles. I mean, he's yeah. he had a great game today, but they're all outside runs. Every time, even the last game against the Colts, every single time – he, he run, he's in the middle. He gets knocked down by a lineman, you know. It, so that's it, so it makes sense that so, like Sermon is the guy for Lance because if you're going to run the RPO, Sermon's the guy to do it because of the fact he can run between the tackles. So I don't know if they're not playing him because they don't want to just they don't want to play him with what the offense we're running now. But I I just I just don't I don't think Kyle's going to try to run it and, and keep the ball out of Jimmy's hands and not pass it. I think he's just going to do what he wants, and then we're just going to have to live with it. That's what I think is going to happen. I think we know we need to run the ball. Everybody knows we need to run the ball, and Kyle's going to be like, well, I'm going to do what I want. It's just like think think of what we need to do to win the game, and Kyle's going to do the opposite. Sir? Yeah. All right, I think uh, we're going to close it off for today, guys. Um, great for an Irish win again today. Um, we'll see you guys next week for a pregame. And hopefully uh Irish could uh, do some damage at home this time. But uh, until then, we'll catch you guys next time. Make sure you hit that, hit, hit that like and subscribe button. Give us a follow on all our social medias, uh, FFPod49 or Forever Faithful Podcast. And uh, we'll catch you guys uh, later on this week. Peace, guys. Peace.